Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box. Johnny. What's up, Rick? Here's Johnny. Finally Dude, here. I had to do that, man. Have to do that. Have to. So, okay, so I'm going to introduce you, and then we can talk about you a little bit so that whoever's listening knows who you are a little bit mm -hmm. before we get into it. Right. So Johnny is my son Cody's, one of his best friends, one of his you know group of friends, right? Um, have known each other for a long time, playing club basketball to middle school to you know high school um and uh johnny's here to share his story and i just want to really i want to hear kind of like what you want to talk about and let you be heard and then if they're and then see where the conversation kind of goes mm. and then i would love to start with just your story like who you are you know what you think your story is what it's gonna be and and i feel it's important to say that you were a star basketball player and still are, I guess. You're still playing basketball. Now yeah. you're a star football player on top of it at Valley, if I oh, can say Valley. Yeah. At, uh, viewpoint. Right, viewpoint. Yeah. At Viewpoint, yeah. Uh, not that it matters. I'm just, yeah. I'm not saying it for clout reasons or, or, or like to like put you up on a pedestal, but so that I want to point out you've had successes in a lot of areas. You've, rev you've released music that to me takes a lot of guts because you know you're going to be judged. People, mm. I'm sure you've been judged because some of the songs did really well mm -hmm. and people then, oh, you suck or oh, you're just copying or oh, you're just, I can already, I didn't, haven't read the comments. I'm yeah. just guessing. Oh, you can't even sing. Oh, you're just auto-tuning. Oh, you're just this. Oh, you're just copying. Oh, you're just ripping. Oh, you're, a, you're this, you're that. Probably way worse than that. But so, and you have to have the strength to go, I don't care or, or I care but I'm not going to let it stop me. Because mm. for most people, that's enough to go, I can't do this anymore. It's hard for me, dude, to do. I know that if I do this podcast and I'm, I really open up, and especially if it becomes somewhat, even somewhat successful, if it's not successful, like right now, everyone's encouraging. Because mm. they're like, oh, good for you, Rick. Like, that's nice. You started your little, yeah. which is cool. That's cool. I appreciate that. When it gets more popular, that's when people are going to be like, you fucking suck. You don't even right. know what you're talking about. You have nothing to say. All you do is ask the same questions. Oh, you're ugly. Oh, you're fat. Oh, your mm. beard's ugly. Oh, you look like a piece of shit. Oh, like it could be the worst, you know, that's hard. Even though you know logically, okay, don't pay attention, blah, blah, blah. You have to be able to overcome that. So now you're doing this vlog thing. Now the music, you've been mm. doing the music consistently. I want to just, I guess, put that out there. And, and I guess well, I want, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is for you to talk about, like, mm -hmm. how, do you, how do you do that? How do other people tap into that word? Right. Okay. They can write a book because they want to or write a poem uh -huh. and not go, nah, I can't. Like, I always wanted to do the talent show in high school, and I never did because I was too chicken shit. And yeah. we're all scared. It's not like you weren't scared when you released these things or when you tried out for football or did whatever. Uh, okay, I think, well, when it comes to, like, making things, if you have the bigger picture in mind or if it's, like, a passion of yours, then, well, I'm actually, I'm going to start with this. What you're talking about, the hate comes with the popularity. I think that's when it comes to the bigger picture. And what you want to achieve and, like, the things that you love about it. So music and, like, videography, all this, like, creative stuff that I'm doing with, like, recording and stuff. That's my passion. Like, I live for things like that. I love making videos and I love making music. So putting them together kind of just worked for me. And I think if I have a bigger goal in mind, like, I want to have music to influence people. Or I want to make videos to cheer people up. I think that would be more meaningful to me than looking at these like comments and just being like, Oh, I shouldn't do this because one person thinks that. Cause That's like great. we, how many people in the world? 7 billion something. One person is like the smallest percentage out of the bunch. So I just think people have to think if they really enjoy it or if they really want to do this. And a, bigger purpose because yeah. that's interesting that you said that i didn't know if there was like a bigger purpose beyond 
you just like making songs, which would right. be fine. But you're like, if I can make people cheer somebody up, then it's worth it. Yeah. Who cares? Somebody wants to be negative, which, by the way, I know for a fact it's total bullshit and total noise. Yeah. It's just people unhappy with themselves. Always. Yeah. People tend to I, take it out on yeah. others. So. There might be some feedback that's valuable like oh let's say they make fun of something i did like i didn't even know who you were talking to in the beginning of the podcast you should do an intro idiot i might go oh shit an intro okay it's good advice maybe he could have been nicer about it mm -hmm. so i'm open to feedback yeah i'll read it i want to read all the comments by the way mm -hmm. i want to make it better but i also know when someone gives you empty commentary without any kind of helpful advice then it's just hate. It's just their own unhappiness being projected at you because nobody that's happy, that is like emotionally intelligent or that's going after their thing is commenting like that on anybody because yeah. they don't have time nor do they want to. They're like, yeah. hey, good for you for trying to do a song. Even if it's not the greatest song or they don't like it, they're not going to say negative. Like they might... You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know. And so you got to learn to ignore that, but it's not easy. I think what I started to realize is this is a big thing. Uh, if someone has enough time to write a hate comment about your work, then they have enough time to watch it and listen to whatever you're doing while they're typing what they're typing. Like, right. who the hell wants to, like, not, like, why would they just go on there to comment something bad? They right. want to hear it. Like, they want something right. to want to write something, it, if that makes any sense. You That's know? a great point. Yeah. That's just... a great, because you can't <laughs> deny that. Like, why did you, why did you ingest enough yeah. of it? Why you did you just. why. They have no did... answer. It's like, <laughs> right. I don't know. This is the fifth video in a row that I've released that you've commented on. Exactly. So, you must really like my shit. Yeah. <laughs> want to help me produce it next time? Like. That's a great point, man. Like, that means they're paying attention. Yeah. Because if, if it's terrible, you swipe. You're out of there. You won't even, like, come, like let it cross your page. Just keep going. Right. That's a great point, man. I love yeah. that. <laughs> See, so that's what I'm saying is, like, when people are successful, it doesn't mean other people can't be successful. It's just you figured out a mindset that allowed you to, like, overcome and it may sound easy to you but it's not for 95 percent of the population because we're so afraid to be judged and not be accepted by the tribe we all have that fear yeah. to be not be liked to not be good enough if you're raised and you're put down all the time it's very tough to like get over the, even if you logically know like yeah you're right it doesn't mean anything they're this they're that Still, people go, I'll just kind of, I'll just stay in the, the background here. Let's not put my artwork out there. Let's not put my photographs out there. Let's not put my ideas out there because people might, you know, blast them. And I, everyone does it. I do it. We all hold back to some degree because we're afraid to be judged. That's okay. It's just to what level? When it stops you from doing what you love that it's probably not working very well for you. Right. Then you got to adjust and go, let me figure this out. And and knowing perspectives like the ones you just shared can change somebody's whole attitude, man. Right, yeah. And that's pretty much everything, man. Because if you don't think, if you don't think you can do it, you're not going to do it. And if you think you can do it, you're going to start looking for ways to figure it out, man. You know, I think for me, what it was, um, as a kid or like growing up, uh, middle school and stuff, I didn't necessarily have the best experience. You know, I was out there. I was the type of kid who fucking did the craziest and stupidest shit, like get in trouble for throwing toilet paper at the wall or like writing something stupid on a teacher's like desk or something. So I think what happened with me was. I grew up making so many mistakes and trying new things, whether they're dumb or like a good idea that I'm not afraid to make any more mistakes. Right. So I've come to the conclusion where like, if you do something and it doesn't necessarily kill you 
it never hurts to try, you know? Right. Like, you can find something about yourself or find something out about yourself that you would never have known. Like, for me, my parents held me back from playing tackle football because, you know, it's a very contact sport. You, like, risk of injury and stuff. But once I started playing, like, actually in high school, rather than just out with my friends, I'm like, wow, this is something I can do, you know? Like, I really love playing this. So it's not until you go out and experiment yourself and do what you think you like that you'll find out what's actually right for you. I love that, man. I love that. That's what it's all about, man. Go figure yourself out. And the only way is to jump in the water. Mm-hmm. You can't just hear people telling you about how it's like to, what it's like to swim. Yeah, You got to get in and swim around and maybe even learn to swim before you know, do I like swimming? You know what I mean? And that and you gotta and when your parents don't necessarily make it available, you gotta go find it. But you you are like probably an artist at heart that needs to express themselves a lot and your parents, you know, you couldn't really stop you. Yeah. <laughs> Although they might have tried. Cause you're just probably bursting with you need to express yourself so it could be art it could be music it could be football basketball because all of it's all art forms everything's yeah. an art form some people need to express themselves a lot some people not as much yeah there's always something to fuel what you're doing uh music nowadays a lot of artists base it off of what's happened to them or like the things they've been through how they got from one place to another you know, how they got rich or how they had a breakup and they had a breakthrough moment or even with drawing, you know, your headspace is very cloudy. So you write about or you draw things and it can be a sad picture of like a portrait, maybe of maybe like a woman with a knife or something. You know, there's always just something that's like fighting you with you, not against you, but fighting with you to make you want to continue. Like It's like an urge inside of you, you know, mm-hmm. so Again, experiences. I, as a 16-year-old, have been through uh, some things that an average 16-year-old wouldn't go through or shouldn't have gone through at all until, like, or maybe even never. But I just have a lot of things that I've been through that have fueled me and given me stories to write about or talk about that seem fake to others, but it's kind of like my actual story. Like, this has happened to me. Or, like, I've experienced this growing up. But people are like, oh, no, how the hell are you, like, 13 or 14 talking about that shit? Like, it doesn't make any sense. You're just making it up. But sometimes I'm really not making it up, you know? It's just how it is. Things are, like, bad. Not everyone's story is the same. Everything isn't, like, flowers and rainbows. Right. So what what are the turning points in your life that helped you, one, go after the thing? Like, how did your parents help in that way for you to do things that you love? Or what things have you gone through that were obstacles, baby, that you had to get over? Uh, let's see. I guess, so, middle school, I had, there was an incident that happened in 7th grade. Not necessarily, well, it's bad. I'm not going to, like, disclose or anything. No names and stuff. But there's an incident where I kind of lost all my friends. And by, like, all my friends, I literally mean, like, all of my friends. I went from having or being a friend with everyone in my grade, so seventh grade at the time, to having one. That's Tehran. He's never left me. So that moment, like, I was really going through it at that time, you know? No friends. I had nothing to look forward to. I was just kind of moping about it, being really sad, like, bubbling up all my emotions and stuff in my head, not talking about it to anyone. And that kind of was like, wow. Wow this is my life now like middle school movies are like holy shit this is middle school i can do this you know like so many experiences but then i was seeing it and i was like why is my middle school like i'm 40 years old without a job no money i just felt like i was an adult and i understood things like talking to adults was so much more entertaining to me than talking to kids my age because all they wanted where, you know, good grades or hanging out with friends at the mall. But I was, like, already matured and, like, talking to things about or talking to them about things like buying houses or real estate or something, you know, like something a teenage teenager wouldn't talk about. Right. But that was one of the turning points. Uh, 
So a, what what happened that everybody that you lost all your friends? Uh something happened between me and a girl. Uh, you know, rumors happened. A lot yeah. of things. Gotcha. One story changed to another. Just it's always, everything switches up and it's always the same story, man. Yeah. But then that was a There's turn. Always a girl. Yeah. But that was a turn in a so that forced you to look at life differently and mature faster. Is that when you got that's, into music more? Okay, so that one is, let's see. That's was that one was a turning point in uh I digressed. So I actually went backward from there and things up until like I would say eighth grade, ninth grade, until then they were just going down, slowly dropping lower and lower. Right. But Ninth grade, I was at Elko. I found a new group of people instead of the ones that I was originally hanging out with. And I felt more comfortable around them. And hanging out with Cody and, like, the group that I have now, it was more of a daily occurrence. You know, I saw them at school every day. I was able to express who I was. And they didn't really know much who I was back then. Or they didn't really care about what happened to me. So I was, like, I had freedom. So that kind of, like lit the fire and i was like okay maybe if i started using my creativity to actually do things maybe they would like that too and that was my turning point where i realized like if you find the right group of people or if you like let's say someone else one of the viewers if they have a passion to listen to music or write music but they don't want to like exactly like post it if they find the right group of people who will support them they'll find something that'll make them want to also post music. Right. There's always a plus side to everything. Mm -hmm. Like if my music wasn't doing well, then I would be like, okay, that's fine. If my friends liked it, it would bring me up. Like my mood would be yeah. really happy. So what do you want to ultimately do with your music and, uh, and, and, and maybe in general, like where do you see yourself in 10 years? What do you want to do with music? What yeah. do you, where do you see this going? Do you have a, so, a goal in mind or a dream or in terms of music? Well, I've always wanted to have a sports route, you know, like basketball and now it's football, but music has always been trying to compete top notch as one of my goals. But I kind of, in 10 years, I would like to be, a mainstream artist where people all around the world listen to my music and it kind of got a story across to everyone. Paint the picture. Yeah, exactly. Can you paint the picture? Like, cause uh, it would be interesting to me, but also for yourself. Like, well, how do you see that? Like, yeah, I always certain vision and maybe you don't know exactly all the details. Just can you paint what you do see? Like how old are you? What kind of music? What's your message behind right. the music? How do you see your concert? Like any piece of it that you've already filled in on your vision board and whatever you haven't is still blank space. That's okay. I think, well, I've always envisioned as a, I don't know, what's the age? What would you call like a 20, mid 20s? Like yeah, mid -20s. that age. Yeah, like 23, 24. Sure. Always envisioned myself in a, like on stage in front of those big crowds, sell out, you know, concerts everyone's going crazy you yeah. know the type of stuff where you're just jumping up and down making the whole crowd shake it's preach that's the type of thing that i envision okay you know success not necessarily like kind, what kind of music what am i listening to what's what's uh, happening at these concerts so i don't know that's my music has always changed okay i started with more of like a rap kind of um genre i switched to pop so now my type of music that I'm producing is like pop music. Yeah. I think with me, the type of music I want would be very like rowdy and like hype music. Like a beat that everyone can really like bounce to, you know? Like they hear the beginning and they're like, okay, this is like something to get going. Or like at a party, you hear it and you just want to start dancing. Like that's the type of music I want. Okay. A lot of things that my, the stuff that I want to do involve around making others happy, you know? videos yes. music i like making other people happy i try to put other people before my needs first because i love them man. other people or when i see other people happy or succeed i feel like top dog i'm like i helped do that you know i, I was that, a supporter man. for that yeah so i feel the same way i, I feel like that's 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 a sign that you are 
doing the right thing, meaning it's a sign that you're doing the right job mm. because every job is helping people. You just got to figure out how you want to help people. You want to be right. a grocer. You want to be a delivery person. You want to be a makeup artist. You're helping people. You should want to help people. If yeah. you're not wanting to help people, you're doing the wrong job. So to me, that just tells me music is definitely something you need to pursue no matter what, no matter where it takes you and no matter what place you're going to have in that industry. Right. But I love that you have big dreams. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's how, that's the only way you're going to even have a chance to get there is if you see it. Because then you got to reverse engineer and go, okay, that means I got to be, like you're already doing the steps that can get you there. Right. You're releasing music. There's nothing magical. You just got to, you know, go yeah. after it. And I love that you're not limiting yourself to, well, maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll play little concerts here and there. You know, you see like this could be big. Why not? I think and there's nothing wrong with like there's all genres of music. So if it's happy dance music, getting people moving, there's definitely a, a right. huge place for that. I think one thing for me was or this is how I see it. Um, if you can succeed and understand that things don't happen overnight, then that's your calling or you'll be good in the aspect that you want to work on. Right. Like music, everyone thinks like, oh yeah, these artists are all coming up from nowhere. Just it happens overnight, you know, one song. But if you really go back and look at the people's history of like the music, it started 2011, 2016, 2013. Right. It's stuff that people don't know about. Right. Until you get big. You know? Johnny, see, you have figured things out that I didn't even know as an adult because you, you only see the successes. You don't realize those roots have been planted 10 years before that. They were already putting in work. You know, no business pops out of nowhere, man. They're usually grinding for 10, 15 years and then they go like nationwide and everyone thinks, oh, they came out of nowhere. Yeah. No, man, they put 10,000 plus hours in first you know, practicing and, and honing and trying different things and coming up with crappy songs until they're like, oh, here's a song. Right. You figure that out, man. And that's important to know because if you don't know that, you're going to give up too soon. You're going to say, oh, I didn't have a hit yet. Exactly. I, I, I told this before. I had a friend of mine who was doing video stuff for me that quit music and was like, yeah, I already tried. He wanted to be a, a rapper. And I'm not saying he would have been, it's just, I said, well, how long did you try for? He goes, oh, like a long time. I go, like, numbers, please. Oh, like a year and a half. I'm like, dude, I go, like, I don't know if you would have made it or not, but who makes it in a year and a half? Nobody goes, no, people do. You should already yeah. know. And I'm like, no, man, it takes like 10 years. Like, not everyone. He goes, Justin Bieber. I'm like, dude, not everyone's going to be discovered on YouTube, number one. Number two, he was already singing and dancing in front of the mirror. Yeah. Like, and you know, getting his craft the way he wanted it before somebody discovered him and said, this guy's amazing. I mean, I don't didn't do the research on Bieber per se, but nothing happens overnight, man. You got to put in the work. But again, most musicians don't make it in a year and a half. Most people aren't in a successful career and they were there after a year and a half. They're, they were like grinding for 10, 15 years and now they're like heading up a company or they didn't become the head of the company in a year and a half. They were right. making copies or stapling papers. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I think um, for music specifically, if you're doing music just to sound like someone else, then like, why are you doing it? Right. That's, I don't want to put anyone down who like, if anyone's watching this, if you want to make music, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying like, you want to have something that will make yourself unique. Like right. if you want to sound like the next Drake and expect yourself to be as big as Drake, you're not going to have the same outcome because there's already a Drake out there. So why would someone want to listen to another one, you know, that right. doesn't have the same capabilities? Do you think it's fair to say you can sound like somebody because everyone sort of is taking music, taking the old and taking it to the next level but you should put your own personality and like seasoning on it. Yeah. Don't go, oh, I'm going to take a song and do it just like that. But it's okay to take a genre or a style and go, I like that. Right. But 
it has to talk to you personally. You got to yeah. put your own flavor on it. Yeah, like I don't think you you should be like using the same beat, talking about the exact same stuff, and trying to have the exact flow right. or even look the same as them. You know, right? You have to have a little bit of all, like a difference in it that'll make it stand out from the original one. Right. Like let's just take an example. Uh, Ian Dior. This one artist talks about heartbreak and stuff. Like you can use a beat that sounds like something he would use, but you could talk about something completely different, you right. know, like there just has to be even a minor modification to it. That ha- like well, it should you- be your genuine expression. Yeah. You shouldn't just be and making up stuff just yeah. to make up stuff. you know. And I think the good news is nowadays it's hard to be successful if you don't do that because people have so much content at their fingertips. If they sense you're, just copying and it's not really your genuineness coming through in some way they're already they're already skipping you man so you know the really good stuff is your artistic expression right and and no one can express or make a song the way you will exactly better or worse nobody can make a song like you yeah it's your fingerprint it's kind of cool so good or bad it's your fingerprint and if you love it, put it out there. Right. It's just like we were talking about earlier. Like, everyone has their own experiences or they're going through this, like, their own thing. Like, yeah, people can experience the same thing, you know. they Two people can have good grades or two people can play the same sports and have the same outcome. But two people can have completely different, like, scenarios at home. Right. One can be completely negative the parents don't like the kids they don't talk to them at all and the other one like the parents are kind of like cradling the kids you know giving them everything they want right and that kind of sets apart the difference in things let me ask you this what experiences have you had in your life that you think could help other teens in your situation going through maybe the same things so you don't have to share. Yeah, I'm just throwing it out. Um, my parents are very academically driven. You know, um, they're immigrant parents. They have they went to college and they're like, what well, college is basically what got them their success now. But I think a lot of parents don't see the things that are happening now can actually be a career. One of them that's really big. It's getting really big now is gaming. A lot of kids make a real career out of gaming, you know, make millions of dollars from it. Right. But parents don't see that. They just see it as something that's like wasting their time or something, you know. But and from- each each gamer that's making a million dollars is also employing a team around them. Exactly. That's in the gaming industry. Right. So it's not just, well, my kid's not going to be a million dollar gamer. It's the industry. It's a growing billion dollar industry, multi-billion. I don't know right. how many billions it is now. Yeah, and I just think, like, to me, the big thing, I'm not saying, like, kids shouldn't listen to their parents, but one thing is kids, some kids listen to their parents too much to the point where they don't explore explore their own creativity, you know? Your parents can hold you back from doing a lot of things. They can keep you on a single route from point A to point B, and, like, yeah, that's the easiest way to get to somewhere without finding out about yourself you want to find out if you like music you want to find out if you like playing soccer you can't do that if they're just making you do academics from point a to point b you know you go from elementary school to college are you going to do any extracurriculars nothing you know absolutely man i I gotta tell you johnny like you figured out a lot of things that took me a long time to figure out and let let me tell you this way parents are regular people I'm sure anyone listening would say most of the people they know aren't the most emotionally intelligent people, right? Right. Those are parents. That means there's a very good chance whoever's listening, their parents, aren't the most emotionally intelligent, which means those kids' lives are limited by those parents that are like, no, you're going to play the fucking piano, motherfucker. Yeah. 
I don't care. You don't like it. You playing the piano is good for you. And they're doing it because they think it's good for them, but they don't realize there's so many options. Why not help your child figure out what they actually love and then set them free and they're going to be successful? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think with parents... They're going to be like... more successful because it takes 10 years to grind. If you don't love it, you're going to quit. Exactly. You're going to burn out. I think with parents... This is kind of like something that parents should take advice from. Like, I'm a kid, but I'm kind of just trying to give them advice to see, to help them with their kids. Right. I think parents need to be less hands-on and kind of relax and let their kids make the mistakes that they would make as a kid. Like, you're 16 years old. It's not like you're going to, like, fuck up your life so bad to where you're going to be, like, poor. Zero dollars, you know? There's always something... Like, there's always an, a mistake that's, like, beneficial. Okay, Even so I, I love this conversation. Let me ask you a certain way because there's going to be parents out there listening going, yeah, you could. Fuck, you could get pregnant. You can become yeah. a drug addict. You become a crackhead. So it's a deeper question. But maybe address it that way. Like, how do parents give their kids enough space but yet protect them okay yeah let's see if and i, can I, I have this. my own opinion but i'd love to yeah. hear yours okay so in life there are a lot of things that i understand parents need to have a hold of you know pregnancy like you just said or like getting into drugs my my understanding of that is if someone wants or if a kid wants to try it like try to do it i'd rather them or the parents have a relationship with the kid to be open enough to where the kid can come to the parent and be like, hey, can I try this? You know, I've, I want, I've always wanted to try it, see what it's like, instead of having to go behind the parent's back right, and do it illegally or without them. And that, like, ends up having them go into, like, a deep hole and they're a drug addict at some point. Right. But in terms of having, like, the parents be hands-on or not, what I think in that aspect is creativity. Like, if your kid wants to go out and play sports or if your kid wants to go out and make music or try to sell like their drawings or artwork i think parents should let their kids do that or what brings them enjoyment and let their kids figure that part out on themselves you know great i love that and let, let me address the other part because that's that's what i think like let them express themselves to figure out who they are there's all kinds of ways to make money Right. if they can find a passion that's where the money's going to come so that's something i agree yeah. with and let your kids explore their interests versus forcing them into your own interests or what you think they're supposed to do yeah which is not it's not the natural way to find yourself and feel fulfilled it's a different way of thinking it's not that easy right exactly but yeah. it's where parenting is going i think Parents. the other thing about the um you know kids doing crazy stuff and getting pregnant and drugs and all that stuff to your point i want to address that because here's the thing the reality is you got to parent your kids from zero zero to three years old like is the most important right then from three to 13 is extremely important and then 13 to 16 is very important but when they get to 16 the game is over yeah. Because they technically could just pack up and run away. Like, you don't have a choice at that point. And I've set, I've helped a lot of my parent friends out when they were having problems with their teenagers. Right. Serious problems. And I, all of them, I gave them the same advice. You got to be friends with them at this point. You got to right. guide them at this point. You got to let them come to you and say, hey, I want to try pot or whatever. Yeah. And just have a conversation. But in order to do that, you got to talk to them like a friend. If your friend came to you and said, I want to try weed, you wouldn't say, what? What did you say to me? What the hell are you talking about? Are you crazy? Right. Your friend would be like, what the fuck is up your ass? I'm never going to come tell you shit. And they're never going to come tell you ever again they want to try something. You got to be willing to change how you approach your kid. And that means yeah. letting go of your kid being a baby. And mm -hmm. that's the hardest thing to do, man, because if the change happens quick. 
you know, from from boys to men, from girls to women happens really quick, man. Yeah. Like that 13 year mark, whew, light switch. You got to catch up and go. By the time they're 15, when Cody was 15, I basically had to talk with him like, you are a grown man, but you still live here and this isn't a hotel. So I need you to do certain shit. Do your end. And it's fair. I'm fair with him. Okay. But I'm giving him space as long as he meets certain requirements, right? Like he still lives here. Okay. You got to get certain grades. Let's say you got to, cause that takes effort. You got to make an effort. Other than that, I'm letting him explore himself, like what he wants to do, how he wants to train, but I'm here to guide him at all times. Right. Yeah. But for us to have gotten to this point where I'm close with him and I'm able to like talk with his friends like this. Right. Yeah. You guys are open with me because you've seen I'm genuinely open with Cody and my kids. Like, right. I never filtered their language. I never, they would always be able to talk however they want with their friends with me. You guys know on those yeah. long ass it's crazy. trips, you know, uh, basketball trips. But that's why I did that. I was very like uh, intentional about having that relationship where. I would tell Cody, for example, when my kids were little, I told him, if you come and tell me the truth about some shit you did, I don't care if you murdered somebody, right? <laughs> They're like six years old, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. to shock them. Like, it could be anything. You accidentally killed somebody. I won't get mad at you if you come tell me. Now, if you don't tell me, it's going to be a problem, and I'm not going to trust you. Right. If you don't want me to trust you, that's on you. But I promise you, if you tell me the truth first, and you come to me and tell me, I can't get mad at you. And if I do, you can tell me to my face, fuck you. You said you couldn't get mad at me. I told them that in those words. I really got their attention because I needed them to be honest with me. So they would do stuff like two months after they got in trouble with the principal. Hey, daddy, I didn't tell you, but I, I want you to know I got sent to the principal for fighting, but it ended up they gave me a note. I never gave it to you and they never asked me and I didn't tell you. And I, I'm just telling you now. And All I'm right. like good for you that's my man i would like praise him like you're the man awesome thanks for you didn't have to tell me and then after i got done praising him i said okay like hey but what happened let's talk about yeah. it could you have handled it he's like yeah i probably shouldn't have got upset okay cool done so we had the talk and the key is that he trusts me now to come tell me i fucked up i tried drugs i drank and i drove a car like, they always know, like, if you get drunk, I don't drink. I'm not drinking, Daddy. I go, I know. But if you decide to take drinks because somebody pressured you, I'll come pick you up. No questions asked. Right. Right? Because it's not about that. Then we can have a philosophical conversation about, do you want to get into drinking now? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like my kids feel comfortable telling me, like, about these things because they know there's no judgment. Mm. It's hard to get there, though. But if your kid is 16, it's too late. you right. got to. And I've seen parents that kind of spoiled their kids and maybe gave them too much growing up. Let's say like meaning didn't establish boundaries, didn't their kids didn't do well in school. Like, you know, a lot of things that happened that maybe aren't what they wanted for their kids or their relationship with their kids. But when they were 16, they took the advice of just being their friend and they completely flip the, the relationship and help their kid figure out, Hey, they're not good at school, but they love makeup. Right. So, okay. How do we get you into a makeup school? Like, and now the kids coming to them like, Hey, I'm screwing up in this. Okay. Let's, let's figure it out. Nothing is, nothing is off the table because they're, they flip the switch to friendship. Right. It's the only choice at that point. Because otherwise you push them away and they are they want to be independent. So they, they want your help, but they're not going to ask you if they know you're going to blow up at them. Right. It's too late for that. Like yeah. you got to do, you got to not blow up at your kids, but set those, whatever you want your kids to learn, you know, skill sets. You got to do that at a, at a young age. I think going back to the parents and like the whole thing about parents and stuff, understanding a kid, I think... If a parent is like so neg like they neglect their child so much or they don't understand and listen to what the child has to say, 
they like the kid becomes so rebellious to the point where it's like the relationship is just broken, you know. Right. And that's the thing where like the control happens, you know. 16, that's when teenagers really like to try things or get into new things. But if the relationship isn't there and the kid and the parents hate each other because the parent is too over controlling, then, you know, it's just going to be anger and fuss right until the kid actually gets out. Right. That's something that I was I really had in my head just now thinking about it. But when the parent is open and they listen to the kid about what they have to say and they really think like like my child is has a word or something and they experience experience something that they want to tell me then the parent should just be all ears you know right it shouldn't just be something that the kid has to hide or tell a friend because parents are there for moral support and helping you and guiding you through life right so i think the connection is all about understanding each other it's it's very hard though man you know like yeah because i don't judge any parents by the way even if they don't maybe do it the way I learned to do it or whatever, right? Because we're subject of our environments growing up and our, you know, our genetics, right? right? So, like, if you were raised in a certain type of, you know, parenting household, you probably adopted that yeah. way, you know? So I think the first step really is to, like, kind of question everything that you learned just in case and go yeah. take a step back. Because, like, I was raised in a spanking family, and I adopted that when I got married and had kids initially that that's totally normal. When they're one and they're like looking at you and they're purposely taking the keys, you smack their butt. Now I'm like totally flipped because I yeah. at some point was like, it's got to be a better way, man. And, and, I, and it wasn't working on Ben. So I'm like, man, this is not, you know, this is not really probably. And then I started watching like Super Nanny, for example, on TV and like, Oh, you could do timeout. So that's okay. Try that, and then you you learn, man. But you gotta first be able to question your own learning, and not many parents are willing to do that. That's actually a really like a really good point that I think because with me, my parents and I, they're like our relationship is good, but there have always been times where like my parents understand that they did something or they're doing something that makes me visibly upset. Or that makes me want to, like, go against them and everything. Or just whatever I'm doing, you know. But they finally understood, like, okay, maybe change things. Or, like, let him have his own freedom in certain things, you know. Because my parents, as I started growing up, they gave me more freedom. Like, I had the ability to do things. And they understood that I'm responsible to take care of myself. Like, when I come back from a friend's house. Or when I go out doing certain things. Like, my own judgment against things, you know. But... Yeah, like how did said, that change? <clears throat> uh, I think the way that happened with me isn't the best way to go, because my anger temperament isn't the best. You know, I'm not very good at holding emotions in, but there's some times where I would get really frustrated and go against them, and that's when they understood that like what was were the wrong. technique you used to go against them that worked <laughs> like well for me it's like if i were to lock myself in a room right yeah or my own room or like if you're having an argument i really like was crying or screaming or something yeah. you know it's just the things that you could really see hurt me or just right, right. how i feel about something that kind of changed them or i got changed your aspect about something so do you think it was them finally realizing how much it really hurt you through expressing yourself so like boldly and you know yeah, I think so. Emotionally? Yeah. So I maybe think. it was the best thing given and that there isn't like a there isn't like one way to like teach people. Yeah. Maybe your parents just needed to see that and you happen to be expressive enough because you're an expressive person to get to them. It, and it like you said, it's probably not the only way to do it or the best way for every right. situation, but maybe it's one way, man. Like I mean, you know. Not yeah. every parent's going to listen to, can we have a serious talk? And I want to express how I feel. Yeah. You know, I come from a family that wouldn't respond to that. <laughs> they wouldn't respond to like a civil conversation necessarily. Yeah. It had to be with emotion and it, ha it would have to be with such emotion that it's over the top. Unfortunately, yeah. This is definitely one of the harder things to get across of life. Because like 
parents, a lot of them, once they have, like, or once they bring up their kids in a certain way, not a lot of them don't really want to change the way, it, like, they take care of their kids because they see that it's been working well for them for this long time. But right, well, it's very hard, and they don't want to question their perspective and belief system. Right, meaning, I was raised to think. Your kids are kind of like your property in a way. Yeah. You talk down to them. And that's this is normal. If you think about parenting styles overall, it's normal to dismiss your children's questions. Shut up. None of your business. You don't understand that. Not go, oh, well, let me explain that to you. It's not, you know, traditionally that relationship. It's right. very authoritarian. You're supposed to listen. There's expectations of you. You do what I say, not what I do or, or what you want and i know what's best for you you don't know anything you don't know what's best for you you don't make good decisions they don't think of you as a young adult learning to be adult they think of you as a child until you rip free at some point right exactly. and go off to college or whatever yeah but that's not true you're you're a young adult even at three you're learning the world it's just your world is small you know i always thought of it that way like my kids are little adults little miniature adults they're just don't their world is this small and then it's this big and then it's this big and it's that this big so i always thought like anything they would ask me i had to explain i didn't yeah. think like hey don't i was raised with none of your business shut the fuck up you're just a kid you don't know anything so the point is you got to first question that like right. and and if you because if you have that belief then it makes sense that it's like you're just a, being a bad kid right Instead of going, hey, our child, imagine him in 30 years. He might be some famous artist, and here we are stifling that growth instead of just letting him be the artist he is. They think, no, you don't know what you're talking about until you're 18, and then magically you're going to know what you want. Right. You already are something. You're baking, man. Yeah. You're already mostly baked. Like Mozart was doing genius shit when he was 13 or 10 or something yeah i mean i'm not saying you got to do that at 13 no pressure just saying it's time to express yourself and here's the thing man like parents don't want to admit that their kids are adults when they're 15 or 16 they go no they're not they're not responsible i go well that makes it even worse because they have this need to be independent and yet they know they're not really making the right decisions and you're reminding them of it all the time it's just making it worse, actually. Right. They don't realize, like, that doesn't mean you have to give them all the freedom. It just means understand what you're dealing with so you can have a nice talk and go, hey, yeah. for like, hey, I get it. It's hard for me to give you the space you need right now. Let's talk about that. I think it starts with the kids in this situation because there are a lot of kids who don't tell their parents stuff. Or they're very shy to talk to certain things with their parents. But if you talk to your parents about something that you really feel strong about or like you want change, like you want more freedom or something, you can tell the parents that and they can say no. But I know for a fact it's always going to be lingering in the parents' yes. head. And over time, you know, progression happens and you won't necessarily see a big change. But the kid will be like, oh, finally realizing that the parent is like, okay, 10 o'clock. No, you can stay up till 11. Or two friends. No, you can have four, you know? It'll great advice, man. That is great, great advice. Because it's easy to say it's on the parents to teach their kids to trust them. And that is true also. Like, it's if you want to be a good parent, try to build that relationship so they feel comfortable. But if you're a kid already in a situation where your parent isn't, fostering that don't just sit there plant the seed right you're totally right even when we say no you're not gonna you kind of go oh they want that thing now if you stop asking for it they'll be like okay they didn't really want it yeah. but if you ask for it 20 times they're like what why do you want this yeah. thing now they now you got their attention mom because i love it i love ballet please right. let me do it please just let me do two weeks what why because i love the art whatever it is doesn't matter right you're right man plant that seed and then just if you really want it just chip away yeah <laughs> i'm not saying this is like 
something kids should do when asking for unreasonable things. Right. Like, it has to be reasonable. Well, you got to be willing to work for it because if it's something they're really against, you got to chip away. Yeah. And, 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 find opportunities to educate your parents a little bit on why you like it why it's good they may also not be educated on something right like parents don't know anything about streaming what if you're the next streaming god but your parents are like totally against you being a gamer now you got to plant little articles or or like be watching a documentary about a video gamer or like a really smart person that made it and start educating your parents because like i said man most people just like me are ignorant on a lot of things you know and so my kids have educated me often when i've had the wrong idea about something or tried to put them on lockdown on or said this is probably not good for you fortunately we always would have those open conversations and i we kind of figure i'd always say like help me figure it out then Right. If you can't give me a good solution, then we're going to do what I say, though. Yeah. And then that either worked in my solution's favor or we would come up with something, actually, that, oh, okay, I didn't know that's that's what you wanted. I thought it's communication, man. Yeah, I think... And being open. Yeah, that's... the. I think at one point, or at a certain point, the kid has to become the parent. Yes. Without actually being the parent. As soon as possible. Be your own parent as soon as possible seriously like know that you're dealing with your actual parents but if there's let's say like they're ineffective in a certain area don't use them as an excuse just go okay i gotta help them a little bit as much as i can and but it's not your responsibility to help them i'm saying help yourself as much as you can take charge you know start planting the seed if you want something exactly start educating yourself if you want something start doing something you want right yeah, it's like parents, they grow up, or like, if we're talking about now, a lot of parents grew up 1960 to, you know, 90, 80. Yeah. Those are parents. But right. Think about how much has changed from 2000s to 2020, or 2021 in this case. Right. And all of that, parents don't see because they're busy working or they're busy in a workplace experiencing things that are not in the real world. Right. Know? Like, right. they don't see gaming develop. They don't see phones or technology jump from just a pad to right. a, a touchscreen, you know? Right. All these little things that parents don't see, we have to be the ones. The kids have to be the ones to educate parents about that. I think that's well said, man. We're working so much, we don't have time to pay attention. And especially at the speed with which technology t- changes... We don't know what the hell is going on, man. Exactly. And to your point about gaming, gaming is more than just gaming. Gaming is the remote control of a robotic device of uh, 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 that can perform anything. That you know what I mean? Right. That can do work for humans. It's that's the future anyway. Right. So I'm not saying that everyone's gonna have a career using con- controllers but i have a feeling that will be a big part of our future yeah and kids that are good at gaming are gonna have a place man yeah you know what i mean like everything's gonna be remote controlled by humans or monitored by humans anyway yeah. for me uh growing up in terms of games i was always on my phone like when the iphone 6 was out i was constantly on it playing video games and stuff and my parents were like why do you always play the game instead of make a game, you know? Because game developers, they think, or back then, game developers were the only people who were making money, not the people playing games, you know? Mm-hmm. They wouldn't never, they would never pay you to play a game. But nowadays, people, like, pay to watch a game, not even right. play it. Right. And that's something that a lot of parents don't see, how things have changed and really developed over time. Yes, but. I know. It's an unlimited world. Like I said, even if you're not the gamer... And you're not the streamer. There's a whole team. There's apparel. There's events. There's, dude, I mean, professional sports gamers are are making, getting close to making more than real athletes. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's, that's the future, man. And like you said, like 
it's up to the kids. If you want to be in that future, your parents aren't ready. You got to be willing to educate them. It's a yeah. great point, man. Yeah. We're way behind. We're way behind the times, man. Yeah. Parents. And the generations are growing so quickly. Like every two years, there's a new generation. Like it's it's growing exponentially compared to like the 60s. Then it was like maybe a decade or two before the next big thing came out. You know, there was like televisions and then there was like laptops, you know, 40 years later. Like it didn't grow as quickly now. And this whole gaming culture, by the way, Johnny, I think it's worth like even exploring because I don't think I truly like appreciate what it is. It's truly becoming a culture. Like, right. I don't know if I if it would be healthy for me to unplug my kids from gaming completely right now. It's it's a community, right? It's a skill set. It's also their way of contact with friends. It's a know? way of contact. You're you're interacting, you're talking, you're right. bantering, you're talking smack. Before you used to do that on the playground, but nobody on the playground. I mean, yeah. you can go, still hang out with your friends, balance your life. I I believe in that, but unfortunately or fortunately, that's where the game has gone. And you can't yell at the game and say, why is everyone playing video games? They just are. <laughs> so decide, are you going to be, you're going to be part of it or be, you know, not a part of it. Right. It's and like if a, you don't want to be a part of it, it's a completely different life. You're not really with your, with so the mainstream society. Right. You lose out on a lot of things. You don't have to be in it, but it is there. Yeah, gaming is like a different type of bond and connection. Like, it's basically a virtual version of sports, like street ball for basketball. You talk right. smack at the park, you play with each other. It's just like online, except this thing is not next to each other. It's just through a screen. Right. And I think that's a change that's happening in society that a lot of parents are not ready to accept. Although the it's changed from parents telling kids stop playing outside come inside to stop staying inside go outside i think a lot of parents don't see that staying inside is the way of kids feeling like they're outside if that makes any sense i know what you mean like it's a whole different realm outside of being indoors so how would you tell parents to balance that or or for kids to balance that do you uh, meaning do you just give up and say look play indoors or do you try to balance it like do you still try to get kids to play a sport i think well okay that's one thing i don't necessarily think a, a parent should force their kid to play a sport like you don't want to just have your kid playing soccer just because you want to have them playing soccer how know? about a form of exercise yeah like there should be like a very if you like loose... walking once a day for an hour you're good that's what i think yeah. right Am i think I there should be like a loose set schedule like, the parents should be like, okay, you can play indoors, but have at least this many hours of being outdoors and actually doing something. Right. Moving. Right. To balance it It also out. gives you a perspective outdoors that you don't get inside that's going to help you be a better gamer even. Right. Seriously, like, just outdoor perspective dimensions, like, reality yeah. a little bit. Just saying. And just the fresh air. You're going to be a better gamer getting some exercise and getting better blood flow. Right. You know, doing yoga. Like, Miles was soccer, right? He was all into it, and he didn't want to do it anymore. He exactly. lost the passion, right? He tried skateboarding. He liked it, but then kind of got tired of that, too. He's all into gaming now, and he wants to do streaming, and he's doing investment stuff. But I'm making Good. him... I am making him ride the, like, spin bike. Yeah. And, like, try to go outside once a day. So he has a balance, right? You know, but I think this also I'm letting him explore the video game thing because maybe that is his thing. If yeah. he's able to make that into a some kind of career, it's a huge industry. Yeah, I think this has a play on the kids too. Like they have to realize that video games could be their thing, but like being indoors twenty four seven is like gonna hurt you so bad. I I know, yeah, gaming could be someone's, like, passion, but if you don't see the sunlight for X amount of time, you're losing things that you need. Right. Vitamin D. Yeah. So it's really on the kids, too, to help themselves get right. outdoors and explore things. Right. Or just walk, you know? I kind of look at it as 
they're playing the there's a bigger game here than the video game that's the video right. game of life let's just yeah. call it that and if you want to maximize your game you got to go outside get the bonus sunlight points right otherwise you're going to be a slower gamer inside the house and then if you exercise and run every morning let's say to start your day and you get enough sunlight you're just going to be a better player in the video game like yeah. there's if you stop and think about it it's in everyone's best interest so right. i think it's just educating yourself and finding that balance yeah, parents should help guide it but it's better if the person the ki- the child understands that yeah and does it for themselves yeah that's a very good way to relate it like as a video game you know because a lot of kids play video games they don't go right. out but, they but have play to see life, life hey if you love video games play life like a video game a little bit like hey exercising 30 minutes a day is going to make me a better player if right. it doesn't don't do it if you're like oh no that's going to hurt me cuz i'll have higher blood pressure and i'm going to die faster and not have as much energy but that's not true you're going to have more right as far as i know exactly. also eating occasional healthy food and putting nutrients in my body probably gives me better sustainable energy for playing and reacting to you know other players quicker so right. Once you start educating yourself, you start making better decisions on your own, you know, if you're open to it. Yeah. And if you want to be a better player. Yeah, it's very good. I just think like kids nowadays, I think they do go out, you know. Like you're not going to turn on a street and not see a kid out there. Right. I think everyone like all the kids know they need right because like, gaming was popular or became popular like I don't know how long ago, but not very long ago. But kids were like brought up to be outdoors more and right. to be on the playground and stuff. So we all, I think, all of us have like a mindset where we know we need to be outdoors, like instinct. Yeah, right. And it's coming out like this pandemic. Actually, at first, you know, we were on lockdown. Everybody was oh, locked yeah. down. It was like nobody on the streets, ghost town, and people were. Kids were probably like, screw it, I'll play video games all day, I'll stay inside, watch movies, watch TV, be in my room, watch Netflix, whatever. It got old after a while. And I started noticing all these kids and families outside getting a bike, riding their bike, skateboarding. They they were just feeling cooped up and it reminded everyone almost like, oh shit, we yeah. do want to go outside. Because when that gets taken away from you, you, you realize you actually instinctively need it and want it. Yeah. You notice how these all came back to like, all these points came back to each other. Yeah, it playing video games yeah. indoors, you get bored of it, so it might not be your thing. Right. But going out, like, if there's something holding you back from doing something, you want to go against it. Like the quarantine, it's they're always like, stay inside. Okay, well, I want to go out, or your parents say go out, but you want to stay inside. There's always something that's making you want to go against it. Not necessarily a bad thing, but. Right. I don't know. It could always end up being a really positive change that you'll never see. So I think it's always good to just try something new or exactly experiment. You know, absolutely. Good stuff, man. Yeah. I, I, I thanks for doing this, man. Like, of course. I think, like I, I've been saying today, these podcasts. I realized something today. They're very special because they, they they make conversations happen that n- maybe wouldn't have normally happened. Like you and I wouldn't have sat out here for freaking two hours, probably right, Yeah, having this deep intellectual, philosophical, beautiful conversation. And because we have this podcast, it, you have the structure that forces you sort of like, once you jump into it, you're like, okay, we're making a show. So let's keep talking. And then this beautiful conversation happens that would have never happened it's a gift man right it's a gift that keeps on giving yeah <laughs> i really like it and i that's something i guess i realized like that not only am i like recording conversations that i have with people i like i'm having people over i had coach james over yeah right Saw did you see one. that podcast yeah. and that would have never happened i would have never got a chance to sit with coach james for three hours drinking tequila and whiskey having a great time i mean dude like it's like 
it's not really a job. And I love right. it. I found my something I love at least. Who knows what's going to happen with it, but pursue the things you love and who knows what's going to happen. The thing is though, man, it's a lot of freaking work. Yeah. The editing, the all that stuff, but that's why you got to love it because no matter what you do, it's going to be a lot of fucking work, man. <laughs> so yeah. enjoy that shit. Or at least enjoy it enough to get through those tough parts of editing and, right. you know, you know, memory drives and, and posting and commenting and things that you may not want to do. But if you keep your goal in mind, Johnny, of wanting to make people a little happier, wanting to make cheer people up, this is what you said. And my mission statement, by the way, that Josh and I have been following the last few weeks that's really helped and helped me make better decisions like should i have johnny sit today our mission statement is do shit that makes people one percent happier if that post will help us make somebody one percent happier put it out there right knock them out the box rick knock them out rick knock them out the box